Blog Talk Radio. Show the best in pro wrestling talk, and we've been on hiatus for a bit, but we are back and ready to go. Lots of stuff to talk about tonight. Be sure to check. You know, again, if this is the first time you're listening, check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash The Ken Reedy Show. Head over there, like the page, and then get involved in the chats. We are we're always popping things on the Facebook over there. We have chats. We got a show chat going on right now. Um, we got a lot of stuff. In fact, over this hiatus, I posted uh, stuff about Kevin Nash getting arrested. And holy cow, did people come out of the woodwork to criticize little old me for posting a newsworthy item? But go figure. But that's what it's there for to voice your opinion. I got a thick skin. You got a problem with me? By all means, bring it. So check us out on the Facebook over there. Give us your opinion. Get involved in the show chat. Get involved tonight. We'll have our Monday Night Raw chat going on throughout the course of Monday Night Raw. So check us out on the Facebook, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at the Ken Reedy Show. Get on the Twitter. Follow us. Get your friends to follow us. Get your family to follow us. Get your enemies to follow us. I don't care. We're just trying to get more followers. Check us out on the Twitter. It's uh, the, at the Ken Reedy Show is our handle on the old Twitter and. Our website, thecanreadyshow.com, blogs, bios. We got fan picks on the website. You know, I mean, I know a lot of times people tune on a radio show and they wonder, you know, what do the, the hosts look like? Does the, does the voice match the face? Well, you can go over to the website, check out the pictures, let us know if, if uh, the, the voices, in fact, do match the, the face. But don't just do that. Read our blogs, check everything out on the website. Lots of cool stuff over there on the Ken Reedy Show. Dot com. It has been, you know, it's it's amazing. You know, you never know. You just never know when you do shows like this, and, and you, you you know you want the shows to be current and relevant. And but you know, like it's a labor of love for us here um, as as the show continues to to plug away and go on. And 
you know, we need a break sometimes. We need a break. And so, you know, around the holidays, always seems like a good time to take a hiatus, uh, a small hiatus. I mean, things happen throughout the year where we're kind of forced to take a, a week here off, a couple weeks off there. But, you know, we took our official holiday hiatus. And holy cow, holy cow with the hiatus. Because over the course of the hiatus, it, it's been very intriguing to see what happened in the world of pro wrestling. We're like, all of a sudden, everything is going down in the world of pro wrestling. I mean, you look at the stuff out there. It's like the Attitude Era right now is taking over basic cable, where you got Stone Cold Steve Austin hitting us up with another season of Redneck Island, as well as another season of the Broken Skull Ranch Challenge out there. And, and you got The Rock, who's hitting us on TV with Wake Up Call, Great show, by the way. Enjoying. I watch all those shows. But the Attitude Era taking over basic cable. These guys getting a, a second career out there. Daniel Bryan returns. Well, we're gone. Daniel, you couldn't have, like, a week earlier maybe. A couple weeks earlier. But you, Daniel Bryan, comes back during our hiatus. Holy cow, man. Ziggler, Rowan, Ryback fired. Fired. Like, that would have been stuff to talk about for us. That wouldn't have been just a subject matter for us to sink our teeth into. Fire during our hiatus. Crazy stuff. Global Force Wrestling debuts. Great buzz surrounding Global Force Wrestling. Can this Global Force Wrestling, in fact, be a Global Force? Remains to be seen. Lots of positivity surrounding that. Impact debuts on Destination America. The Authority... Who could believe it? The authority, the only way they could come back is if John Cena said they could come back. And lo and behold, that manipulative son of a bitch, Seth Rollins, figures out that if he just threatens to break Edge's neck, he will get the authority back. And lo and behold, again, another pivotal, major, major thing in the world of pro wrestling happens while we're on hiatus. It's just been a, a remarkable time to be away it's incredible away from uh, broadcasting the show but with all this stuff going on with all of these crazy things going on in the world of pro wrestling possibly the most important the most pivotal thing that happened in the world of pro wrestling happened to the ken reedy show family and with that i bring on my co-host my tag team partner dave rosenbluth Congratulations are in order, but you got some major news to give to our, our fans tonight, Dave. Well, hell of a lead-up to, <laughs> to get to this point. Thank, thank you very much. Holy cow. Um, yeah, a, a big news. Number one, I turn, during our hiatus, a lot of things took place in wrestling, but a uh, big thing personally for me, I turned 32 years old on Friday and in a way of celebrating my birthday, the only gift I wanted was for my lovely girlfriend, Nicole, to be my fiance and say yes. And she did just that um, on my birthday um, after dinner. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't, I'll give you a brief rundown. We, 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 we went to the Cheesecake Factory. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big spender, as you know. <laughs> and, uh, Went to the Cheesecake Factory, we had dinner, and um, I knew that I wanted to do it on my birthday. I just didn't know how. I didn't know um, how I was going to do it. So it turns out that um, 
her son Anthony kind of kicked that into high gear on my birthday when he gave me a birthday card. Um, and after he, you know, read me the birthday card, he gave me his blessing to marry his mother, which I was honored. And so that really kicked me in the ass and uh, said, you know, you got to do this tonight. So um, after dinner, we were, we were heading outside, and it was about two degrees out. It's been that way in the Northeast here, pretty much all over the country. And uh, I did the old, you know, fake and trying to look for my car keys gimmick, and uh, I turn around with the with, with, with the box with the ring, and she sees it, and I got down on one knee, and I said, all I want for my birthday is for you to say yes. And she did. Um and it was in front of the it was next door to the Cheesecake Factory where we went to go eat dinner was a, um, a sushi joint that we went to on our first date. So I made sure that I um, I got down on one knee in the freezing cold um, in front of this place on, you know, where we had our first date. Um, happiest moment of my life and uh, couldn't be any happier right now. And I want to thank you and everybody who's congratulated me and Nicole on our engagement. Um and uh, you know, yeah, that 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 pretty much sums up my 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 hi- what I was doing on our hiatus here at the show. It's great, and again, congratulations. I mean, it's it's huge news, and and you know, like I mean, we we talk wrestling, but obviously, you know, family comes first uh, across the board. So you know, we're family, the extended kooky, putting the fun and dysfunctional family that is the TKRS family. Um, but congratulations! Uh, it's it's great to see uh, you know this this great event happening, and now and now the great news is that you get to plan a wedding. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's even better. Good stuff. So let, I, I mean, I guess better, but go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's it's even better. It's uh, you know, it's 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 all a part of the journey to eventually when we when we do say I do and it's made official, signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, you know, it's not going. It, I'll let me just put it to you this way: in wrestling terms, it's certainly not going to be Stephanie McMahon and Tess's wedding when Triple <laughs> H announced that he had slipped Stephanie McMahon a Mickey. Okay, it's definitely not going to be. Um, a Bully Ray Brooke Hogan style wedding where there's a brawl taking place during the during the I do's and it's certainly not going to be Dawn Marie and Al Wilson where the groom ends up having a heart attack um, at the altar. So um, this is going to be um, a, a wedding, you know, you know, for the ages for for our families, and I, I can't wait. Very a cool. macho man, you know, a macho man, Miss Elizabeth type wedding. That's what it's going to be. Very good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just great. It's it's uh, happy news, and and it's cool because like you know, going into the new year, um, it, it's awesome to start off 2015 with uh, you know something like that and good news. And and again, you know, it, it's been an interesting go for us the past few months in the world of pro wrestling, and uh, you know. We haven't been pleased with a lot of what's been going on, and uh, we've always tried to keep the show as positive as possible because we didn't want to be lumped in with uh, a lot of the other podcasts and, and wrestling shows out there that are continually critical of everything. I mean, we're wrestling fans. We like to point out the positive, um, but we haven't been happy with things. And, uh, you know, the, the TKRS family had some great news uh, from the, the Dave Rosenbluth camp, and... Uh, you know, we're looking to uh, get back at it, get back at the, the positivity 
and, and looking at and we're looking to change things up. Uh, as much as we talked about, you know, as, as in the open, I talked about all the the crazy things that happened while we're on hiatus. Um, we're looking to change things up. Uh, it's time. Uh, we've been doing this this kind of same format for a while. Um, we we love all you guys that continue to support us and uh, our fans. Um, but we're we're looking to change things. We're looking to change it up a bit, and uh, you know, changes can can be good. Change can be bad. Uh, we're hoping all the changes are good. Uh, there might be some rough patches where we got to tweak some things. But uh, the show is going to go through an evolution uh, over the course of this year. And one of the the changes we're really really excited about. Um, there's a group that I've been a part of for a few years uh, on. Um, uh, Facebook, and uh, I kind of, you know, became friendly with these guys through uh, when I was doing my stint, my internship on uh, uh, Busted Open on Sirius XM, and, uh, you know, kind of kind of got caught up with these guys on Facebook and uh, become pretty good friends with, with this group, and it's an interesting kind of dynamic on Facebook that you can become friends with people and never actually meet them, so a few of the guys I've met, most of them I haven't, but I, I consider, you know, you know, one of the best group of assholes a guy could have in their life. And I mean that with the utmost of affection. Um, you know, there's a group of guys that at one point, uh, you know, someone on, I think, the Busted Open page uh, threw some criticism at me uh, for, for my commentary work on uh, Wrestling on Fire. And, and just as a, as, a, as a group, they just pounced on them. So it's just... They're a good gang of guys to have have on your side, and uh, up until now, really, we we've had like a, a save American wrestling, and the group is Saw. I think I said all that without mentioning the group. The group is called Saw. Uh, it stands for Save American Wrestling, and we're all like real passionate wrestling fans that that are basically looking for the the wrestling landscape to be the best it possibly can be, and and everyone comes at it from from a different vantage point. Uh, you know, some people are, are really critical, some people are overly positive, some people are in the middle, but it's a, it's a good group of eclectic guys. And we've had a website for, for quite some time, um, but in all honesty, and all of us are, are to blame to a certain extent, didn't do a lot uh, with the website. But now we, we have we've refocused, and the Ken Reedy Show is, is going to be partnering with, with SaveAmericanWrestling.com. And our friends at, at, at King Firehawk, our friend Pat, who does his podcast, he's going to jump on board. We're adding an MMA show. There's going to be a, a bunch of bloggers blogging about a, a whole bunch of different topics. There's going to be an indie corner on this website. So basically what we're doing right now is we're creating a situation that's kind of a one-stop shopping. That you, you can go on this website... You can get your wrestling info. You can get your MMA info. You can get your independence. You can get your majors. You can get whatever you want going to this one website, that's SaveAmericanWrestling.com. And we are very excited uh, to bring our show to the website and to partner up with everyone else. And we're still in the beginning stages. We're looking right now to really officially roll out everything in its grandiose fashion, WrestleMania weekend this year. Um, but it's it's very exciting, Dave, to be a part of this. I think for, for a wrestling fan to be able to go to a website 
and and not like you know we have our website and let's face it you go to our website you get our take on things you go to king firehawk you get his take on things this is an interesting venture that you go now to this website once it's up and running and you know you'll get different vantage points you'll get different opinions you there might be a monday night raw that you and i absolutely love and pat thinks is terrible and you can go to this one website and get all the different viewpoints. I think it's great. I think it'll bring a fresh new audience to our show. Our, I, I beg you guys who have supported us for so long, go and check out the other things when this, this rolls out. But I think this is a very exciting new opportunity for us, Dave, and I'm excited to be partnering with them. I'm absolutely thrilled with it myself. Um, I, I, I personally think that um, with the way technology is these days and with the way things are so easily accessible, especially for content with television and, you know, MMA and sports and, you know, cable TV's kinda cable TV's kinda taking a beating right now because of everything that's gonna be streaming. You know, we're gonna be a one stop shop for, like you said, wrestling and MMA and Indies and WWE and TNA and Lucha Underground and Ring of Honor and all these different groups. And I think it's I mean, I, I go on the Internet every day, and I get my news bits from some of these websites, and they give you a little bit of everything, but not too many of them offer a podcast. Not too many of them have a, 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 an extensive you know, group of bloggers that we have, that, that we're going to have with our group. Um, and I, I think it's really cool. I'm really – I can't tell you how excited I am for it. I mean, I will, I'm going to drop a little bit of knowledge for you, not to reveal too much, but uh, I had a conversation with Ka- uh, King Firehawk. And unfortunately, I won't be able to make it this year to uh, to, to WrestleMania out in uh, California. I know you and and um, producer Michelle and my brothers will be out there, but I won't be able to make it this year. And I talked to King Firehawk, and uh, we're, there's talk about us teaming up during WrestleMania weekend. The two of us, um, you know, two two podcasts colliding and forming as one to bring a big special edition. Um, of coverage for uh, you know WrestleMania and WrestleMania weekend and the Hall of Fame and all those stuff. So I'm really excited about that and really excited about um, you know having somebody else to work with as well. And I think it's also good for for each of the groups that are involved here. You feed off of each other and and different opinions and different ideas make the, the conversation and make make it more fun and 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 hopefully makes it more informative for the, the listeners and for the readers of this website. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be a part of something like this. I think, I truly believe, I think, that this is something that could be a, a really big deal for wrestling fans to go to. And you, you, you'll you hear from, you know, in years from now, SaveAmericanWrestling.com was the, was the place to go when this person broke the news or when you heard this podcast and they interviewed so-and-so instead of names like, Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer, or Wade Keller and Pro Wrestling Torch. I think, you know, it's going to take some time, obviously, but I think eventually we're going to get to that point where our name's going to be dropped a lot um, as far as breaking news in the world of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost essentially in, in, in a way that we're, we're kind of creating our own network. Um, you know, it, it's, again, it's like, you know, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's, it's that one-stop shopping aspect. And, and it's not that everyone's going to have the same take on things. So you, you get a lot of different viewpoints. Uh, you know, go check out King Firehawk because he's, it's a much different feel and, and vibe than, than this show. And, and to be able to go to one place and have the resources there, and, and, and as time goes on, um, expand to add, add different shows and different content. Um, but to be able to just go to one place, 
uh, to get everything that you, you would want as far as a wrestling fan goes and an MMA fan um, is tremendous. You know, I mean, just think, you know, when you think in terms of, you know, in WrestleMania weekend, and we're looking to roll that out because it'll almost be like uh, a network covering the Super Bowl. So like you said, the shows will collide. Yeah, hosts are going to team up with each other. And, you know, I'm planning on being the on-site correspondent, and we're going to go, we're going to give you a top-to-bottom uh, coverage as far as, you know, thoughts on, on WrestleMania. Think about, you know, when CM Punk makes his debut in MMA and how the coverage, you know, you don't have to go to a bunch of different sites. Go to SaveAmericanWrestling.com. You'll get the MMA side of it. You'll get the pro wrestling side of it. You'll get the blogs out there. You'll get the news. It'll be the one place you can go to get everything. So I, I think it's, it's tremendous. It's, you know, um, one of the guys on, on our, on the, you know, in, on, in, Save, Save American Wrestling. I mean, we got to uh, give it up uh, to Ontario, who's just been doing uh, an insane amount of work uh, getting it up and running. And, and if you want to check it out now, I mean, there's a shell up there. So, by all means, head on over right now. It is SaveAmericanWrestling.com. SaveAmericanWrestling.com right now. Right now. If you're listening right now, go on your computer, open up another window, type it in, and just, just get a look at, like, the, the front page. It, it's, it, the look of it's really cool. It's still under construction. It's going to be a, a hell of a site. And hopefully, you know, and down the road, we're looking at merchandise, too. So this this site is going to be top to bottom where you want to go as a wrestling fan for everything you want to read, listen to, or purchase. So go check it out now. It's under construction. Hopefully we'll roll it out WrestleMania weekend. But it is something very very exciting, and that's a you know that's just one of the changes we're looking at for the show in 2015. Another major change um, that we're looking at is I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. We're we're looking at changing things, though. We're looking at changing up our format. Um, you know, we might be doing you know less as way in, as far as live shows, but we might be doing more as far as content that we're putting out there. But I'm going to tell you all right now, it's a big deal. And 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 Dave, this is something else that we're we're going to be doing. Um, Royal Rumble weekend, and we're still finalizing when exactly we're going to give you a Rumble show. Uh, we're not going to be able to do it on that Sunday before the Rumble, but we're going to give you a Rumble show uh, that you guys could listen to pre-Rumble. we we got to figure out when exactly we're going to. We'll either do a live or tape it. That's up in the air right now. Again, it's crazy. Lots of stuff going on. Um, but we're I'm going to be heading up to Connecticut to the uh, TKR offices up in Connecticut, and uh, Dave and I are going to be having some meetings, and um, – we're going to be changing a lot of stuff up moving forward with the show. So um, we will keep you informed as, as things change. Um, we are hoping, as, as I said before, you know, change is, is tough. But we are hoping that all these changes will wind up working out and being for the positive. We are looking to change and, and make things as, as positive for you guys, the, the listeners. Um, so, again, we're looking to add a lot of content. Um, we might be pulling back a little bit. On, on the live shows, the one thing that Dave and I have discussed as far as live shows, we're definitely looking not to cut uh, the live Sunday uh, pregames for the pay-per-view. So that will most likely continue to be a staple of the show. But everything else, 
everything else is is being kind of thrown into a bucket, and we're going to figure out, you know, what's going to change and, and what's going to stay. But uh, we're going to look to change a lot of things because it's it's 2015. You know, it's time to get with the times, so we're going to have to tweak things, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I, I as, as much as I love the support from our fans and from our listeners, and I, re- I greatly appreciate it. And, you know, we wouldn't still be continuing to do this if we didn't have that support from all you guys. Um, but, the, but as much as I love that, I also love the idea of adding more content. And you know, I, I listen to other podcasts, and um, you know, podcasts seem to be a big growing entity in you know in, in today's world. And a lot of wrestlers, a lot of big names, you know, celebrities, and other areas of entertainment and sports, they all, everyone's got a podcast. And especially with wrestling, and even people who are not quote unquote names in the business, um, you know, other other wrestling podcasts out there, it's kind of the same formula. You kind of run down what took place on TV, whether it be Raw or Impact or SmackDown, or you got if you live in an area where you get Ring of Honor or Lucha Underground sort of thing. And it's kind of the same tired format. I kind of want to go in a different direction. And in some, maybe you'll hear an episode of us where we talk about the, the history of the War Games match or we talk about um, you know, the, the, the top ten greatest interview of all time or the, the greatest WrestleMania match or whatever. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's loads of content. I mean, being the history, the history buff that I am, when it comes to wrestling in this business, I'm thrilled that there could be other avenues of this business that I can discuss other than just what took place on Raw and SmackDown the previous week. Agreed. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of taking it in a, a little bit of a different direction, you know, and uh, tweaking things. And, uh, you know, we might do a lot of stuff where, you know, we've done shows where, you know, we we have guests on, but maybe we we just put up like interviews now, where we we, we open it up, where our schedules are are you know we can get better guests because we'll just interview them whenever, whenever they're free, record the interview and pop it on. So there's more content out there. So we're looking to get better guests, get better content, do some history of shows, do some pre-recorded stuff, just. You know, we might do shows because I know you guys all have lives and you guys got shit to do. So, you know, we might be doing shows that might be just like 15 minutes long. Quick 15 minutes so you can just pop on and and listen to like our quick little blurb about something. Maybe we do like, you know, half hour shows here and there. And then, of course, we'll do our two hour live shows for the pay-per-view. But, you know, we're going to be tweaking stuff. And and I don't know, like I'm I'm spitballing right now, Um, but I'm excited. Because, uh, you know, we, we've been running pretty much the same format for a while now. And, uh, you know, initially, like when I started the show, it was just me every so often uh, recording something and then uh, posting it. And that was it. Uh, brought Dave on and we, we kind of tweaked and, and eventually came up with this format. And, uh, you know, now it's, it's it's time to evolve. It's time to move forward. It's time to change it up. So um, we're going to be meeting Royal Rumble weekend. And we're going to basically we're going to put our heads together and we're we're going to come up with some new and exciting ideas, uh, uh, brainstorming and, and coming up with with some stuff to to add to the show to make it just the the best show it possibly can be. And again, like you said, Dave, um, we, we wouldn't be here without you guys. 
Uh, we thank you all for your support and your continued support and look forward again. It's ultimately for you. And we, we want to, we want to do you proud. So you guys who continue to support us, um, we want to go forward and, and give you the best possible version of this show that we can. So it's time for us, it's time for us to just get better. So that is what we are going to do. So uh, we'll let you know as changes come about. Uh, you know what? And we've always been a kind of an interactive group. So, again, on the Facebook, we got the show chat going on. You got ideas? You got ideas? You want to message us or, or uh, you know, post on the Facebook or whatever? I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to listen to them necessarily. <laughs> but I will take them to heart. I'll read them. And, uh, you know, we definitely were looking. You know, nothing is safe right now. No, we're we're like that. We're, you know, we're like that last place team that, uh, you know, it's it's time to blow it up and, and make some trades and bring up some young talent from the minor leagues. And, uh, you know, when they say nobody on the roster is safe, nothing is safe right now. We're really going to gonna blow the doors off this thing and come up with a the best version of this show we possibly can. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Thank you all for tuning in. We got, like, a, just a hot bank of calls right now waiting patiently so you know what we do this every week and we're going to do it again and and you know what this is probably going to stick around but we do it at this time every week and it's the time to do it right now so we're going to get this done and then we're going to head right into your phone calls because we haven't talked we haven't talked to you since last year my god so without further ado let's get to it it is time right now for the first of 2015 the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Well, thank you very much for the lovely introduction. You heard the man, the illustrious return of the Day 5 50-50 News Report, where I get it done each and every week at the top of the hour, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. Our top story this week, with the relaunch of TNA Impact Wrestling on Destination America last week, questions have risen as to how TNA will continue to move forward and not make the same mistakes they've made in 2014. For starters, Dixie Carter recently stated in an interview with Busted Open Radio that the company is scaling back on live events, putting more focus on television tapings and advertising those tapings in order to help the company create a demand from fans to warrant TNA to begin a live event touring schedule. And secondly, TNA is also planning on holding less pay-per-view events this year, even going as far as scaling back to two, I said two, pay-per-views, live pay-per-view events, excuse me, in order to make these events must-see shows and not overexpose the product by holding more live pay-per-view events. And they will also continue to do the pre-taped bi-monthly monthly, one-night-only themed style pay-per-view events for the low cost of $9.99 from what I'm hearing. Our second story, Ring of Honor talent, the Mike Bennett and wife, former WWE diva Maria Kanellis, are reportedly working without Ring of Honor contracts at this time, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. The two sides are currently negotiating new deals at this time but it should be noted that Bennett and Canellis have also begun discussions with both Lucha Underground and TNA Wrestling. As of now, the couple have not reached an agreement with any of the parties I just mentioned. 
with his clean victory in the ambulance match on Raw last week. Many in WWE have speculated that the company and the creative team are looking to protect Bray Wyatt's character headed into WrestleMania season so he could be portrayed in storylines as a credible threat to The Undertaker. That's right, folks. WWE is hoping for Undertaker to be able to perform at the big event. As of now, it's not clear if Taker is able to or even wants to compete at WrestleMania 31 this year. It is, however, imperative to mention that if The Undertaker is unable to perform, the WWE still wants him involved during WrestleMania weekend to induct the dead man into the 2015 WWE Hall of Fame class. But as of right now, that is still up in the air as well. And my fourth story this week, the individual on the losing end of that ambulance match last week on Raw, the unstable Dean Ambrose, has also been talked about among WWE creative as of late. Rumors have circulated that the creative team have not come up with any long-term plans for Dean Ambrose as a babyface, and there are plans of possibly turning his character into a bad guy. Yes, folks, I said bad guy, and not heel like most of the marks in the internet wrestling community. I can also note that reportedly Ambrose's merchandise sales have blown through the roof in WWE, and at times, not consistently, but at times, his sales have surpassed WWE's golden boy, John Cena. Mm. My question is, what seems to be the issue, and why would you turn a very popular Dean Ambrose as a babyface to a dastardly villain in the world of WWE. And in our final story this week, it looks as if Lucha Underground are in more of a recruiting mode lately, as it's been speculated they've made an offer to New Japan Pro Wrestling and top independent wrestling tag team, the Young Bucks. The Bucks sent out a tweet recently confirming the alleged negotiations stating Lucha Underground made them an insulting offer to join the promotion. Lucha Underground did not appreciate that tweet, but however, they are still in talks with the team to debut soon for the promotion. It appears that former TNA knockout Sarita is also on the radar, as well as an Olympic wrestler from the country of Guam, his name is Jeff Cobb, who had a tryout with WWE last year and performed very well, but being in his late 30s, his age worked against him in regards to WWE signing him. And, folks, if you want a dose of what my news report is all about, tune into the Top Rope Report with Mr. Trivia. That's right. You can find the Top Rope Report on TalkShoe.com. That's right, TalkShoe.com. And you can call 724-444-7444. And the show ID number is 136391, Sundays at 1130 a.m. on TalkShoe.com. And there you have it, folks. It was the illustrious return of the Day 5 News Report. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you tell all your friends. Tell strangers. Just tell somebody. It's the Day 5 News Report. Only heard at the top of the hour here at the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, take it away. That's good stuff. Good stuff. That was, that, that was illustrious. That was an illustrious, illustrious news report. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff going on. That Lucha, you know, I got it. Find the, the Lucha Underground because I, you know, bad Ken, bad Ken. I, I gotta get a little more eclectic in, in the wrestling I'm watching, and um, I haven't had a chance really to catch it. But uh, you know, the, the the buzz surrounding Lucha Underground has just been tremendous. 
It has. And, you know, I've actually tried searching for it myself on my cable. I don't get the channel. They, they, the, the channel's offered on my cable, but it's a part of a different package. So I saw it on demand. I was like, oh, I can check out a couple episodes. And I go to turn it on, and it says I don't get the channel. So I have to I have to subscribe to a different package in order to get the channel. And cable TV prices are ridiculous to begin with these days, so therefore I'm not going to be shelling out a few extra bucks to, to watch the show. I'll catch it on the Internet, YouTube, wherever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's cool, though, when you hear, like, you know, these up-and-coming um, companies, you know, that, that uh, are really kind of making a name for themselves. And, uh, you know, even a former guest of the show, Ricky Reyes, is uh, wrestling for uh, Lucha Underground. And, uh, yeah, he's phenomenal. I mean, that dude is, is so talented. So uh, lots lots of stuff to look for in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, you know, lot, lots of changes. I mean, you know, we talked about uh, our show, but I think, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, Dave, we talked last year about the WWE and, um, you know, it, it's the changing of the guard and lots of changes, uh, you know, the young talent and everything. But it would not shock me at all if we go into 2016 really talking about how the landscape of, of pro wrestling has changed uh, between Global Force and Lucha Libre, uh, Lucha Underground, um, you know, ROH looking to make strides, what's going to happen with Impact. Uh, you know, it might wind up being that the competition for the WWE is not one uh, promotion, but maybe it winds up being a lot of other promotions combined and uh, uh, definitely almost uh, fracturing the, the wrestling audience. It, it, it's an exciting time. It should be an interesting year in 2015. 347-838-9815, that is the number to call, and you guys have been all Super, super patient. So let's go out to the phones. We got Mr. Trivia on the line. Trivia, how you doing? Happy New Year. How are you there, Mr. Trivia? I, just, I guess it wasn't that happy of a New Year. <laughs> uh, you're breaking up there, Mr. Trivia. I'm going to have to let you go, but call back, uh, and, and we'll get you right on. So I'm going to go back out to the phones. So we got Tony on the line. Tony, hey. how you doing this evening? Happy New Year. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year to you both, too. What do you got? Whatever you want to talk about, uh, bring it. All right, everything. Um, <laughs> for, oh, first of all, let's see. I want to talk about the first inductee into the Hall of Fame this year. My all-time favorite. My all-time favorite. Oh, yeah, the Macho Man finally getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. I just wish he was, you know, I just wish he was here to... You know, to, to to take make an acceptance speech because that would be you know that would have been so awesome if did you know but uh, you know but I mean I, you know I'm I'm really glad that he's finally going to be getting in there you know it's like I'm going to be uh, in the video package I'm sure for is going to be really really great I don't know who's going to be inducting him I heard that Hulk Hogan might induct him I uh, don't know if it'll be him or uh, or what they're going to do but uh, you know I mean it's, it's yeah I mean it's definitely overdue I mean he's I mean, this is, this is definitely a guy who should have been in the Hall of Fame a long, you know, a long time ago. I think you know, you know, it's just too bad he's not around to. It's definitely bittersweet, you know, him not being around. But it, it's it, at least justice has been served. And, and I'm right there, one, you know, one of my all-time favorites. Um, and it's you know, kudos whoever's doing this. I know Triple H gets a lot of the credit, and if it's him. Kudos to Triple H, but whoever's you know been doing it in the WWE, 
You know, I had said for a long time on this show that the, the WWE Hall of Fame was a farce as long as Bob Backlund, Bruno Sammartino, and Macho Man Randy Savage were not in the Hall of Fame. Um, and over the past couple of years, the WWE has fixed that. And to me, look, there are other guys that deserve to be in. I get that. Um, but I, I, to me, in, in my humble opinion, the, the three omissions that were egregious, that really just, you know, kind of pulled away any legitimacy that the Hall of Fame should have were those three. And I know on WWE.com they're saying it's not confirmed, but you're, 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 you're leaking the information on your own website. I mean, come on, we're not stupid. So assuming that it actually is a definite, um, to me this, this really fortifies the WWE Hall of Fame. It, it is completely legit. Any, any fans out there that really want to criticize the Hall of Fame in and of itself, it's a legit Hall of Fame now. Um, and and I'm, I can't be happier that, that this guy is in. Um, I'm just really excited to see him get inducted. If it's Hogan inducting him, cool. Um, I'm assuming it'll probably be Hogan inducting him and, and Lanny uh, accepting. Uh, but I am very excited. And, again, you know, 2015, looking for some positive news. Uh, that is a, a hugely positive news for this wrestling fan. And, Dave, I know you're a big Macho Man fan, too, as well. Oh, yeah, Freako, Freako, Freako. I mean, yeah, big time. I can't wait. Um, you know, Hogan, Macho, and Shawn Michaels were my three guys right there. Um, so, I, I mean, he's done – you can't argue with anything that he's done in his career. And, uh, I mean, I can go on and on about all his accomplishments and, you know, his interview skills and his look and his in-ring ability and the great matches he's had. And you can't argue he should have been in the Hall of Fame 10, 15 years ago. But, you know, there's circumstances that that affected that. But he's getting his just due now. And uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't be uh, any happier. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the guy is definitely well-deserving. Like I said, he should have been in there yeah, a few years ago. Um, uh, but, yeah, you know, even as, as far as the rest of the uh, wrestling world goes, you know, I think it's very uh, – I know, Lucha, uh, I know you guys you were just talking about that, too. Lucha Underground is a really, really uh, awesome product to watch. I mean, you can actually find it online. It's called WatchWrestling.tv. They have stuff up They Hey, actually post the shows up there every week. Uh, so I, that's how I see it, because I don't get Hellray Network either. But uh, And Ring of Honor, you can actually watch on there. Uh, um, you can watch their weekly TV on the com website, you know, like every uh, Monday, if you think. I, it's you know I was watching it earlier and it's yeah I, I, like I say I watch it every week it's you know so like I say if you don't get the stations you can watch you know you can watch them online on the website or wherever and um, the other thing I wanted to go it was uh, New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom from last Sunday my God that was amazing show that was like one of the, that was from top to bottom one of the one of the greatest greatest wrestling pro wrestling shows I have ever watched. I mean, you had great, you know, it's like there were like 10 matches. They were all like really amazing. You know, it's like you had like the last three matches on the card were just outstanding. You had AJ Styles and a great match. You had, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura and Kota Ibushi and a great Intercontinental title match. Oh, oh my God. They, they did a lot of crazy spots with the ropes there. And the main event was just out freaking standing. It was just, you know, uh, 
Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Kazuchika Okada for the championship. What a, I mean, what what a match that was! What a show! You know, I mean, it was like New, New Japan is really like is 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 the WWE of, of of Japan. It's like you know, it's like they, they got a huge roster. They know how to use the guys, right? You know, it's like they know how to. You know, Jono and Jado who do the booking, they really know what to do. I mean, they really, it's like, you know, you can tell if they plan stuff out way ahead of time. Because I even saw the, you know, their G1 tournament this summer. And, you know, that was like the most, you know, it was like two, three weeks worth. It was like the, the most wrestling I had ever, I had probably ever watched in, in, in quite some time. But, uh, you know, like I say, you know, it's like New Japan, ROH, Lucha. I mean, you know, it's like you're looking for great wrestling. Those are it. Those are the, those are, those are the, uh, Promotions, so uh, promotions to check out. And that's amazing, you know. All these, all these new promotions that are coming out, you know. I, I, I mean, that's all I'm hearing. You know, everyone you talk to, you know, it's it's great stuff, you know, for uh, you know, a wrestling fan. And and I don't know if it's just needing an alternative to the WWE, or it's just that they just get it, or what exactly it is. But you know, the landscape of pro wrestling is is changing. And, and I'm curious your take on this, Tony, because. Like you're saying, there's a lot of positive right now. As much as, you know, the latter half of 2014, there was a lot of criticism, and rightfully so, thrown at the WWE and the WWE product. Um, But the landscape of pro wrestling, there's a lot of positive surrounding uh, other products. And as, as a fan, you know, we've, you know, clamored for a long time saying that, you know, the best time in wrestling was... The Attitude Era, because there was competition, and competition breed, breeds, uh, you know, success. And, and, you know, WWE had to put out a better product because they're being pushed. And, and we've, been, we've been waiting as a, as a fan for there to be some other competition for the WWE. Do you think that right now, is it something that maybe we're wrong as fans, and it's not going to be one single company but it's going to be all the other alternatives that happen to be out there. I could be, yeah. You know, like I say, you know, with all these, yeah, like you said, with all these great alternative pr- promotions that you got, you know, it's, you know, like I said, they don't necessarily have to be like in direct competition with WWE. But yeah, you know, like I say, you, you got these great, you got these great promotions out there that are really, you know, awesome to watch. You know, find them online or wherever. On and uh, it's just, you know, like I said, the the, the Everything is everything about these about all the promotions I just mentioned. It's just so much better. It's just like you know, it's like whether it be storytelling or in, you know, like letting the guys go uh, have the kind of matches that they uh, you know they, they're capable of having. You know, it's like you know, letting guys really go. You know, like for, like like the New Japan, you know, Wrestle Kingdom is like the biggest show. It's like it's it's their WrestleMania. So it's like every you know, everyone goes big of all out on big of all out on that on that show. And uh, like I said, they had, they had a great, um, great show. The you know, those uh, the last three matches on the show were like really off the charts. Uh, you know, and even like Lucha, they had this week they uh, had the uh, Aztec Warfare, which is a Royal Rumble style match, but you know, like pinfall submission was the was the way to eliminate and uh, to, you know to crown the first official champion. And the entire hour was that match, and it, it was just. It was just freaking amazing, you know. Like I say, you know, it's like I say, you know, it's like, like I say, you know, any, you know, it's like you look, you know, if anyone's looking, you know, you're looking for wrestling, whether be, you know, like I say, great wrestling, good storytelling, you know, mix both, mix of both. It's, it's, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Lucha, 
and probably you know like uh, there's a lot of other indie stuff too. You know, like other Japanese promotions like Pro Wrestling. No, I'm not too familiar with, but I know they're doing some kind of a crossover with New Japan. Uh, but it's you know, it's, just, it's pretty much you know it's like we want to see any wrestling, you know, it's like anything but WWE. It's like it's it's you know, I mean, even TNA, it's like TNA. I saw Impact. I I do get the Destination America Channel. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was a good show. I don't see. You know, I was like, I kind of think the top storyline is a little weird. I don't know why. Don't know why Samoa Joe and Low Key are aligned with MVP and they have this this stable going. But uh, you know, it's. Yeah, I read the you know I read the spoilers. You know, it looks. I mean, you know, it's it's not perfect, but you know, it's it's, it's like I say, anything's got to be better than what WWE is doing. And you know, they, they taped the lockdown show over the weekend or on uh, Friday night, and they you know with all the cage, the whole cages, the all that stuff. And it was uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it, how it is when it, you know when that when that airs. But uh, it's you know like I say, it's a very interesting time. You know, with everything you know, even like with the scheduling, you know, like TNA is going to be on on Fridays. You know, SmackDown's moving back to Thursdays. NXT and uh, even NXT has been really good. Actually, I got I got to say, you know, it's like the NXT NXT is better than the main roster because you know it's like the, the creative team is better. They know how to book the guys on there. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Adrian Neville, you know, all those guys. You know, but they just they just do great stuff there. Stories are stories are really good. You know the matches are outstanding, especially when you know, especially when you got Sami Zayn and Eddie Neville in there. Uh, but you know, like everybody's everybody's really good on that. You know, they really do a good job with most of the guys on the, on the NXT. It's like so much better than what they do on the main roster. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it's a, a lot of reason for for us as wrestling fans to just be optimistic with the with the year ahead. Uh, lots of great and interesting stuff. Tony, as always, thank you so much for the call. Thank you for the support and. Uh, We'll be back next week, so uh, give us a call next week, and we'll talk to you later. All right, and congrats, Dave. Thank you very much. Take it easy, Tony. I mean, Dave, it's it's an interesting time right now at pro wrestling, because, you know, it's also with the WWE, like, how do you fight that? I mean, it's easy. Well, it's easy, but when you, you know, when it's WWE versus WCW, um, you know, it's like that's your enemy. You're you're clear-cut, you know, one-on-one. You know, it'd be interesting, you know, I mean, we're all wrestling fans, and we all, but we all have lives, and, and you know, people have jobs, people have school, people, you know, whatever. People have kids, um, and if you have people out there that, you know, a lot, let's just say, a lot, two hours, three hours a week to watch pro wrestling, whatever the case is, you know, and you have, you know, a chunk of your audience that. You know, you know. Again, not not that they're they're beating you one on one, but you have a small percentage. Say like five percent of your audience, you know, has that three hour chunk. They decide to do, dedicate their three hours to uh, Lucha Underground, and then another five percent chunk decides, you know, and I'm not liking what's going on in Raw. I'm gonna go, you know, my my three hours a week are gonna go to ROH, and then another five percent chunk says, you know, I'm not really crazy about what's going on on, on Raw, so I'm gonna. I'm going to really start to concentrate on Global Force Wrestling and what they're doing over there. And you just have these, like, small, like, chunks that decide, hey, you know, we're going to go elsewhere. Um, it's it's an interesting, and, and I agree with Tony because, like, the wrestling fan now, it's interesting that that, that NXT is, is a more clear, concise show, and it seems like they are being booked more effectively. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of changes, if any, the WWE will feel like, they have to make and whether they make them or not. Well, I, I think as far as the WWE goes, 
their product is they're more entertainment than they are in ring, you know, wrestling. Um, and at, at times that can be good, but then there are other times where I wish that there was more in ring wrestling. Um, and it seems like their pay per views are where you get your your final answer on a storyline, and that's where the payoff happens, which has been traditional for wrestling, you know, for a long while. Whereas these other shows. Um, like Lucha Underground or like New Japan Pro Wrestling um, with Wrestle Kingdom that they just had last week, and even Ring of Honor, the, 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 the core of their product is the in-ring, is the wrestling itself. That's what's you know, getting their audience and what's getting their buzz. And um, I don't think WWE has to worry about them as being, you know, those entities as being direct competition because I think they do something different. Um, and these other entities, they do something different. They bring, like I said, the difference is WWE's more entertainment than the, than the actual wrestling, and these other groups are more wrestling than the actual entertainment. Um, and I think also too, wrestling, the business itself has needed a a good kick in the ass for the better part of probably I'd say about a decade now in terms of like more options, and I mean, TNA kind of started that after, you know, WCW had folded, and Vince McMahon bought the company, and TNA has, they've had moments where they, where you could look at them as being close to being direct competition, there are times where it's like they're completely off the radar from WWE, but the constant with them that these other companies have to worry about and should be focused on is that they can't focus on trying to beat WWE because they are an established brand that has been in business for over 50 years and they are more entertainment than wrestling. These companies have to focus on themselves. Just like TNA did, Global Force Wrestling is eventually going to have to do that. And so is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I think, like, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they have their following, they have their audience, and they have enough of an audience that they can grow and tap into the North American market like they, like they did and create a buzz. Um, and with help of Global Force Wrestling producing that and promoting that, I think it's good that Global Force Wrestling has started to take some of the different organizations and team up with them and work with them and exchange talent and trade talent, but they don't worry about trying to beat Vince McMahon at that game. They gotta work, they, they're trying to worry about their own game. And I think that's what's important for all these different promotions is that don't try to beat the man at his own game, Vince McMahon uh, in it's who I'm referring to. Worry about yourself and worry about building your audience, not trying to take away from that audience that, that's already there. Very, very interesting time to see. Like, And I agree with you, but I do think that these, these promotions that are coming up are kind of concentrating on what they're doing, and, and they're doing it well. It it would just be interesting to see how the, the whole business uh, winds up evolving over time. Now, obviously, the WWE is always going to be the big dogs. And if, uh, you know, anyone is growing too large, you know, I mean, the WWE can always afford, hey, Lucha Underground is getting huge. Let's go sign their top talent. You know, they they, they can do that. Um, it would be interesting to see how everything evolves. Um, you know, again, we weren't crazy about the latter half of 2014, and we were optimistic that the WWE – was in competition with itself trying to sell the network. Um, you know, interesting as other promotions start to gain a little bit of traction in the wrestling world and we're entering into WrestleMania season, uh, what we see out of the WWE moving forward. And you know what? 
patiently awaiting. Let's hope the phone or whatever was going on is working. We got Mr. Trivia back on the line. Trivia, are you there? Yeah, how you doing, guys? There we go. Happy New Year. How are you this evening? Good. Happy New Year. Uh, top order of business, first of all, Dave, congratulations on your engagement. Thank you, Stan. And uh, thank you very much for the little plug of the show. Uh, hey, guys, a couple of questions. Um, the one good thing about calling the Ken Reedy Show is, Ken, like you said, you say what we think or we speak our mind or whatever. But in my opinion, I don't uh, – yeah, the firing last week, I mean, was it was a little uh, a little shocking to me there in the beginning. But um, as I thought about it and getting ready to put stuff together for the week – I was thinking, you know, maybe they're really not fired. Maybe they're going to join uh, Triple H, feud with John Cena. How is this going to affect uh, the matches with John Cena that they have? And, uh, you know, your your opinion on that? I mean, is that possible to happen? or? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, and, and David, like to your take, I mean, yeah, I, I, I do think that – I, I think this is pure storyline. I don't. I don't think this is. You know, there's any. You know, legitimacy to the firing. Um, I, I do. Uh, I, I got to hand it to Dolph Ziggler, uh, especially see on, on social media. He's really done a lot to uh, keep with kayfabe and, and and sell the angle that he was fired. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential for. Uh, I mean, we'll see something. Either we'll have John Cena wrestling for. Uh, someone's job, like uh, either John Cena gets fired if he loses, and if he wins, they get their job back. Or you might have uh, some of these guys, if not all of them, come back as as heels, or maybe a heel faction, or maybe they join up with uh, um, the authority. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I definitely could see at least one or some of them coming back as heels. What do you think, Dave? I've heard that, you know, well, first of all, it's your storyline. This isn't a shoot of any kind. Second of all, um, the uh, from what I've heard, there's talk to bring the three individuals back next week on Raw to film something where they where they're they bought tickets. They'll sit in the front row. There's even talk of them returning uh, at the Royal Rumble, possibly maybe like invading Royal Rumble match of some sort. Um, it wouldn't surprise if they were brought back. And eventually, um, mainly Dolph Ziggler would be the one to, you know, turn on John Cena because Cena was the one that brought the authority back, and Ziggler was the one that put the final nail in the coffin. Wouldn't surprise me if Ziggler turns on John Cena and ends up tossing Cena the title at the Royal Rumble. I kind of have a feeling that's the direction they might go in Ziggler and Cena, maybe them at WrestleMania. And what the hell is that background noise? What's that? What is that oh, background I don't know. noise? Probably the phone. Probably my phone. Can you still hear it? Well, that that that, yeah. that was my. Now, now, now it's gone. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, sorry, also, no, guys, I'm like, I think, okay, Dave, I'm sorry. No, what I was saying was, I think it's just, I think it's going to lead to you know them kind of hijacking the Royal Rumble match or maybe even interfering in the title match. Um, or at least one of them, but they're all going to get the jobs back at some point. I don't. I mean, I, I don't see, you know, um, 
this this lasting very much longer. But I think the payoff is 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 it's going to cost Cena the title. That's what I think it's going to be. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you there. I I mean I don't think uh, Cena is going to win the title at the Royal Rumble anyway, but uh, eventually somewhere along the line it's probably going to cost him again somewhere uh, down the line, like you said, as far as uh, title goes. But guys, I'd like to make uh, an announcement that on February the 28th, I don't know how close you guys are to the place, but uh, February 28th they're having a wrestling show at the Mystic. VFW for uh, help support our troops and one of the matches that they're having on there is the first annual Ox Baker Memorial Royal Rumble and uh, that's going to be at the um, Mystic VFW on February 28th so if anybody in shouting distance might want to go check that out it's going to be for a good cause because we all know how near and dear Ox was to our shows and the wrestling business and hopefully things will work out good for him as far as the promotion with that goes. Um, guys, uh, one other quick note. Um, Mr. Trivia is making his prediction now. You know, a lot of times we make some out-of-the-left-field predictions, and this one is so far out of the box that it's already into next week. Uh, my prediction is I think The Undertaker will be the 30th entry into the Royal Rumble. Win the Royal Rumble challenge Brock Lesnar for the title at WrestleMania, avenging his only loss to Brock Lesnar, and then retiring after the match as world champion. Can you guys see that possibly happening, or will we just see The Undertaker possibly at WrestleMania? Uh, It's a good, you know, I mean, honestly, it works well, storyline-wise. I mean, to avenge your only loss, it, it does totally work. Um, I just don't know. I, you know, it's it's tough for me. I, I don't, you know. You hear the rumors. Taker might be back. You hear the rumors with with Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, I, I just what I saw out of Undertaker last year was really disconcerting for me as a fan. Um, and physically, uh, number one, he looked terrible. He looked frail. I don't know how believable it is for him to be able to come back and beat a Lesnar. And I do think that there's a lot of consideration as far as Lesnar and his contract situation. Um, If everyone on the planet knows that Lesnar's contract is expiring the day after WrestleMania, well, it kind of destroys any suspense going in and and facing Taker. So as much as I think it's great, I think it totally works storyline. And it wouldn't shock me if they go in that direction, but there's a lot of uh, different things surrounding that that you'd have to... uh, you know, kind of take care of, you know? All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, hopefully Ken, Dave, you guys get a chance, you know, give me a call on my show on Sunday mornings at 1130. Sounds good. um, You know, happy new year. Once again, Dave, congratulations on your engagement. Thank uh, you. We'll talk to you later on. Talk to you later, brother. Thanks a lot. So what do you think, Dave? I mean, you know, again, like, I, I think, you know, it's, I mean, let's face it, storyline-wise, classic drama, protagonist goes up against the the ultimate villain and gets thrashed about and, and you know, beaten by the ultimate villain. And, and as time goes on, our protagonist pulls himself up by his bootstraps, fights and claws and scratches away back and then vanquishes uh, the villain to, to become victorious. I mean, it's, it's classic drama. 
I, I to me, I just think there's too many things, <laughs> whether it's contract, health considerations for Taker, and uh, uh, where they're looking to go as far as uh, storylines. Um, as much as I think the story works, I, I, I don't know if I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if we see Taker show up at, at the Rumble, but um, I'm not sure if we're going to see a rematch against Lesnar. I don't think we'll see a rematch against Lesnar. I don't think we'll see Undertaker show up at the Royal Rumble. But here is what I'm thinking that they should do if they really want to preserve the, the, the future of, you know, attendance at WrestleMania. Um, you know, there's been talk of Undertaker Bray Wyatt happening in California this year. Um, and like I said in my report, there's, there's no indication that he said yes, but there's no indication that he said no. Uh, we don't know his status of his of his physical condition. We know that he's we've heard that he's been banged up, but th- this story has been played out for the past several years. On as you head into WrestleMania, what's his status going in? Is he going to you know? Can he can he wrestle another match? Well, you know, I I, I put my create creativity to use over this hiatus when I read some of these rumors, and I thought of. And, and now I think it's more evident that this won't happen, considering Randy Savage got indu- is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. But what if they what if they announced like let's say the night after the Royal Rumble that Undertaker's going to go into the Hall of Fame, and that's his involvement in WrestleMania weekend. You don't announce that he's going to be retired. You don't you don't announce that he's wrestled his last match. You announce that the Undertaker is going to get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame during WrestleMania weekend in California. Um, and he goes into the weekend. You, you could have Kane induct him or Shawn Michaels or whoever. You have somebody induct him. Um, he comes out on stage. They give him the big moment. You know, he does his speech. The next night at WrestleMania, he goes on and does his speech again. Uh, or, you know, he, he comes out, does the wave, the whole, the whole shebang. Everybody thinks it's it. It's over. He wrestled his last match in New Orleans when the streak was, was broken. Then you you, you you turn to Monday Night Raw the next night, and you know Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania. It's usually the beginning of a new season for WWE storyline, and usually they want to do something to put some finality on WrestleMania and touch upon what happened at WrestleMania, and they also want to do some big things. That's a, that's a big ratings night. It's usually the biggest night of the year for, for, for Monday Night Raw in terms of their ratings. You announce that The Undertaker is going to appear on Raw to address his future. In WWE, he comes out to the ring. All of a sudden, boom, the lights go off, and he's left laying in the middle of the ring. And who's standing there? Bray Wyatt. And then you don't see Undertaker for quite a bit. Now, WrestleMania 32 is more than likely going to be announced. Um, the, the, the location for it is more likely going to be announced in the coming weeks. It's set to take place in Dallas, Texas. Well, the Cowboys stadium, AT&T Stadium, the Cowboys Stadium, which is which seats about a hundred thousand people. I'm sure that Vince McMahon is looking to break the WrestleMania three attendance record. And if you announce that WWE Hall of Famer The Undertaker is going to wrestle one final match in Cowboys Stadium in Dallas, Texas, not too far from where he from where he lives, you know, home state boy Undertaker wrestling Bray Wyatt. I'm sure that that record, there's a good chance that that attendance record, you know, the WrestleMania 3 attendance record could be broken. And you give Undertaker enough time, two years, to to come to, 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 to train and come back for one more match. 
and having him work with a Bray Wyatt, it could make Bray Wyatt into, it could make him, he could be made for the rest of his career just to work with The Undertaker in his final match, let alone win the damn thing. I I think it works. I think it totally works. Uh, You know, the biggest question becomes uh, The Undertaker's health. And, uh, you know, as much as you give him a couple years to recover, it's still he's a couple years older, you know. Um, I I think that scenario works very well. And I do think it's it's something that, you know, when you come off of WrestleMania 30, uh, a big number, it was a very good WrestleMania, you know, 31. It's like, who cares, 31. Um, If you put together a Hall of Fame class that includes Macho Man and The Undertaker, that's a pretty kick-ass Hall of Fame class already with just those two guys. Um, Yeah, you set up next year's WrestleMania in Dallas, uh, Taker versus uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, Storyline, it all works. It all 100% works. The question is, uh, actually, the the only question basically is is health. And, uh, We'll see what happens. Now, let's go back out to the phones. You guys have been, like, so super patient. I thank you guys so much. But uh, Mike has been on hold for a while. Mike, are you there? Hey, guys. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year, too. Thanks for giving us a buzz. What do you got for us tonight? All right, Dave, congratulations on your engagement uh, to Nicole. Uh, I'm very happy for the both of you, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your futures. Thank you very much, Mike. That's that's greatly appreciated. I mean that. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, well, I have a big. I have I have a couple of announcements tonight. Well, the first one is I I've been named the uh, arena reporter by the Top Rope Report. I'm on there every Sunday, and uh, I I went to a a house show, um, and they liked my report from it. I went to see uh, the WWE uh, in Long Island. And uh, they liked my report, and they named me the, the reporter for it. And um, I'm going to be at the, the Royal Rumble. But in the morning of the Royal Rumble, I will be in Philadelphia because they're having a WCW versus WWE debate featuring Bruce Pritchard for WWE and uh, Eric Michel for WCW. And Chris Jericho is going to be the moderator. So it's going to be uh, That looks really cool. It's going to be a blast. You know, uh, RF Video is putting this thing together. Anybody wants to go, RFVideo.com is the, the source. Um, over the week, over last weekend, well, last week, we lost a, um, a wrestler um, by the name of, of Tim Arson. He uh, wrestled everybody could remember him as the ECW zombie. And um, he was 39 years old, and it was a sin, you know. Uh, I went to the wake on Friday. The reason why I'm telling the story is because jo- I met Johnny Rods for the first time in my life. And Johnny and jo- and I and I, you know, introduced myself. I said, "Hi, you know." And and I didn't say anything out- outlandish, but my friend Magic told the joke and I started laughing. And Johnny Rods turned around to Matt, my friend Magic and well, Magic and said, "Where'd you meet this guy? Where you know, what are you doing hanging around with him?" And of course, Magic, you know, totally told him a funny story about how he found me, and he, and he, you know, took me, you know, with him, and and it was funny. And Johnny Rods um, was a very pleasant guy, and started talking about the business, and he talked about respect, and um, he said the one guy that he respects is the Undertaker. So, uh, you know, that's that's pretty big, um, 
news. And unfortunately, I just found out that Jason Knight has throat cancer. So I, I, I just want to say prayers for him and his family. And I love Jason. I know Jason a long time. And I love the guy. The guy's a great guy. You guys know Jason Knight from ECW. So I yeah. found out that he has throat I, cancer. I, I, I do. Prayer to I, him. I used to work. I used to work for him at Assault Championship Wrestling. I used to set up the ring, and mm. uh, I did some security for him at one time. Um, I didn't know him too well, but, I mean, he was always polite and pleasant with me, and it sucks, and, you know, I, my, my, my condolences, and I hope that, you know, he's fighting a good fight. Assault Championship Wrestling, I've heard a lot of stuff about them, and um, what do you call it? I've heard a lot of stuff about them from Just Incredible. And by the way, this yeah. is his last year. He's retiring. This is going to be it for him. Um, but I've heard a lot of good things about this uh, company. So, how do you guys? What do you? How, what do you guys think about the storyline with WWE? Which one? There's all of them. Well, well, there's the big one. Is the 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 firing that Mr. Trivia thinks it's real? That's funny. I, I love Mr. Trivia. He's a great guy. Um, but uh, I was on the show yesterday talking about it, and I told them, you know, it's part. Obviously, it's part of the the storyline. But when I say storyline, the main storyline is that that everybody wanted to know why did the authority come back. The reason why is because of ratings. You know, everybody loves the authority. Everybody wants to see the authority, and ratings just uh, just just that's what what happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad the authority's back. Uh, I like them. I think they're good. Uh, villainous faction. I mean, I know, like you know, the internet loves to hate. I I dig Triple H. Um, I I think he he gets the psychology of it all, and and I love Stephanie. I think Stephanie, you know, she just gets it. You know, so I mean, I think they they add a lot to the show. Um, it remains to be seen how how this storyline plays out. Um, personally, as much as I like seeing them back, I thought as far as storyline goes, maybe they came back a little too soon. Um, I kind of liked the way they came back, though. I thought it was kind of vicious and evil. It just showed, like, uh, the character. Uh, it gave Rollins uh, a certain amount of depth to his character, that this, this, the character, Seth Rollins, is, is willing to do anything uh, to get what he wants. And, and, you know, sheer desperation for that character uh, pushed him to a point where, like, all right, you know, I'm going to break someone's neck. Really, I'm going to break his neck right here unless you bring him back. So, uh I thought that was really cool for uh, the Rollins character. It remains to be seen, honestly. I think it's good to have the authority back, but I'm curious to see how it unfolds. But I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I, I think it, it's good, perhaps even best for business. Dave, I'm cool with it. I mean, I, I agree with your point there. You know, Triple H he does understand the psychology. Stephanie McMahon plays a good spoiled brat, and. Um, I think it just helps further along the storyline that they have going with John Cena and with other guys, too, that are involved in this with Ziggler. You know, cause you, like I said to Mr. Trivia earlier, I think this is, I think them firing them was a way to set up Cena getting cost the title or, or, you know, some sort of friction between Cena and Ziggler. I think Ziggler's going to come out of this thing, the, the, He's going to come out the best out of this whole situation when they do bring them back, um, which I'm hearing it's supposed to be next week of some point. They're going to, you know, like I said, uh, they'll probably have them buy tickets in the front row or Cena will wrestle for their jobs or something along those lines. Um, but I think it's going to, I think this is, this is made for 
to to help elevate Dolph Ziggler more into the main event. They 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 seem to have regained faith and confidence in him again. And um, I mean, some of the stuff he's done on social media with like attaching his likeness and character to um, you know the Impact Wrestling logo and tweeting that stuff out. I thought the stuff was brilliant. Really sticking a kayfabe and not breaking character. Um, I, I think it's going to work out in his favor for him. And then having him work with John Cena, I think, will be very good for his career. So um, I'm all for it. I, I had no issues with the way they came back. Um, the only issue I could think of is maybe that Rollins threatening to break Edge's neck was took a little too long. Um, but other than that, I, I enjoyed it. I have no issue with them, you know, not, I have no issue with the, with the fact that they're back on TV. They they add more to the, to the product. And I, and I think that's why, I think that's why they're back because they add um, so much. I can see them interfering and seeing as well. I can see them interfering, interfering at the Royal Rumble between the main event with Lesnar, Rollins, and Cena, and doing something like that, and one of them turning, and then eventually turning heel to get their job back. I could see um, something like that. Here's another thing I wanted to know. Um, what do you guys think about Billy Jack Kane suing the WWE? Jeez, <sighs> I don't even know what to think about it. I mean, I haven't read enough about the case to, to really hear uh, if he's got a case. Um, he has a like case. He's go- he has a case. It's going to, uh, he's, he's uh, what do you call it? WWE, they're going to go to the court over it. Uh, Dave, uh, your thoughts? I don't. I I haven't read enough about it, but this isn't the first time he's he's pursued legal action against WWE. Um, I believe you know years ago he sued them for uh, um, you know uh, uh, unfair working conditions or something to do with an injury. I don't know. I I'll have to go back and, and look more and do some more research on it. But this is the first time he's done it. Um, I just find it kind of interesting. He's suing. He's suing the company because they were aware of the injuries that guys were obtaining while wrestling in their ring. Um, I think that's along the lines of, of what the contents of his lawsuit are. I, if, if you're suing them because of that, I mean, you you knew what you were getting into, getting in the business in general, let alone just being a part of the WWE. So um, I don't think he really has much of a case to begin with, but... I really don't care. I, that's why. I, that's why I didn't. You know, it came at the the news came out like over a month ago about it, and you know, you would think I would have put it in my news report. I didn't because it's not really that newsworthy. Because this isn't the first time he's pursued legal action against them, so I, I could care less. Well, he'll never be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I always like when he was. I I kind of liked him, but I I don't see him as a Hall of Famer. Mike, no, right short time, we. But, but before I go, though, well, you just mentioned Hall of Fame. Freak out, freak out. The Macho Man's in the Hall of Fame, and I'm ready to go, brother. I can't wait for tonight. We're going to see it. And by the way, Hulk Hogan will be inducting the Macho Man into the Hall of Fame because Mega Power Partners and Chris Jericho had Hogan on the podcast, and Hogan talked about how they, they made up. And they were friends before he passed away, and that that makes me feel great that they could bury the old hatchet, um, even though it wasn't Hogan's fault for what happened. It was Randy's, but you know what? It's all in the past, and uh, we love the Hulkster. We love Terry. 
we're just we're just enamored with this whole thing. But thanks for my time, guys. I'll speak to you guys next week, and let's let's drop the elbow from the top rope. Take it easy, brother. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's, you know it's funny, man, because it's just like it's such a. It just it, it feels like just such a great night right now to be a wrestling fan, just knowing that that you know we're we're mere minutes away from you know at some point during Raw hearing that Macho Man is going into the the Hall of Fame, and I'm and I got to admit, like when I saw the the posts on social media today, and I you know I saw one post, and I I, I went everywhere I could to try and uh, you know before I was going to post it, I wanted to make sure it was on a, a, a few different sites, and TMZ was reporting it, so. Uh, I got, you know, I got a little emotional. I mean, there was part of me that, like, you know, I, I thought it would happen at some point, but there was part of me that thought, you know, is it possible that it would never happen? Um, you know, and it's finally, it looks like tonight it, it's going to happen. It was a, a death that uh, I, I don't think I'm the only one that affected me greatly as far as uh, wrestlers. Um, I dedicated an entire show uh, to the memory of Macho Man. It just, it, it, it just is like this, this giddy kind of air amongst wrestling fans tonight. Uh, looking forward to hearing that announcement. Let's go back out of the phones. We are running short on time. And I think this is Anthony on the line. Anthony, are you there? I'm here, guys. How you doing? Doing all right. Happy New Year, Anthony. How are you? What do you got for us? Happy New Year. Doing great. Uh, real quick, uh, Dave, once again, congratulations. Uh, in person this time, uh, couldn't be happier for you and Nicole, jazzing us both. Uh just real quick with that story, when I texted Jazz about it, you guys got the big OMG, like I told you, and uh, she was very excited, and <clears throat> she wanted me to pass along that uh, she says she hasn't met two people that are more perfect for each other, other than her grandparents, so I think that's uh, about sums up uh, even the whole relationship that, uh, that, that, both great that's people. Awesome. So, um, so um, but getting Thank into... Oh, uh, more than welcome, my friend. Uh, getting into wrestling, um, <clears throat> I'm going to kind of tr- try to tie together uh, my night Saturday night with uh, what you guys were speaking about before, about the uh, changing of the wrestling business, and also tie that into the WWE stuff. So hopefully I won't screw it up and it will kind of work how I played it out in my head. But uh, Jazz and I went to the uh, NEW Northeast Wrestling uh, Hammerlock Awards Saturday night and real quickly before I get into it I just got to throw major props out to them it was an A-class event it uh, had nothing but a a big feel to it um, the venue was excellent uh, the way they the presentations were huge it didn't you did not feel like you were not an indie show event and Howard Finkel great guy Absolute pleasure to meet him. Uh, very happy I did. And he <clears throat> stole the show. Uh, he's just uh, intelligent, funny. Uh, he rolled with, uh, you know, all the things the guys threw at him. And, uh, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, Michael Lombardi, head of Northeast Wrestling, great guy. Uh, they did a fantastic job. <clears throat> but uh, to tie everything kind of together, um, I think with all these new... Uh, wrestling organizations popping up and kind of things like ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling coming to the forefront. I think the biggest thing they've done to kind of tie wrestling together for the fans, which WWE 
doesn't do, nor nor do they have to do, but it's actually pretty smart when you think about it. You, What got me into ROH was the fact that on a semi-monthly basis, I can go to a local indie show, watch Matt Taven wrestle, watch Tommaso Ciampa wrestle, watch Mike Bennett wrestle, uh, guys you've mentioned before like Ricky Reyes, all in the local area, and then can go watch them on pay-per-view. You know, Saturday night, I'm having a drink with Matt Taven, Northeast Wrestling Champion, who's on pay-per-view for ROH and was earlier in December wrestling in New Japan Pro Wrestling and everything else with Mike Bennett. And I don't think the WWE, like I said, I don't think they have to do it, nor should they, but I think these smaller organizations are more than smart for letting these guys go out there and wrestle on the indie scene where young fans at an affordable price can go watch them wrestle live and say they're, oh, daddy, oh, Matt Taven's wrestling on pay-per-view or, who, you know, whoever. I just saw him last week. I want to watch the pay-per-view. And it kind of, it, it's almost like they're promoting their product by letting guys go out there and wrestle in these smaller venues, in these gyms. <clears throat> and I think with guys like Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins who kind of fit the mold to what wrestling fans really want to see these days, the indie-style wrestling, you know, high-flying, impact, fast guys, athleticism, not necessarily your John Cena or, or even the rock types, you know, who are just massive men who, you know, are supreme athletes in their own right but are just different types of guys. Those guys seem to be more regular, like the guys you see on the indie scene, the guys you're, you're hanging out with on indie shows. And I think by allowing, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little bit of a cold. By allowing, uh, by these organizations allowing these guys to still do that, they're self-promoting themselves, and there's more of a connection with fans for these smaller promotions now than there have been in the past, and more so than even WWE guys because you know to to get it to get a John Cena autograph, you know, you're spending all kinds of money, you're waiting in a ridiculously long line. You see him for 30 seconds, and he says hi, shakes your hands, probably not even 30 seconds, signs your thing, throws it at you, and you you move on. And just kind of the way it works, but with these other guys, you, you go to an indie show, you could spend five minutes with them, you know, they'll talk to you, they, they remember you, they know your name. It's, it's, it's a very different dynamic, and I think that, more than anything, along with the fact that the wrestling is outstanding, is making those smaller shows more important to fans. It's an excellent point. I mean, anytime you can you can interact with someone on on a personal level, uh, it's going to resonate, and especially with kids. And as they, you know, it's interesting the young wrestling fans now with the internet, with uh, you know all these other opportunities to see these wrestling promotions, they're growing up with this. They're growing up with a very different feel to indie wrestling than than we grew up with. Uh, you know. You know, you do have the, the, the old legends that come back and do these indie shows. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these indie shows are just, you know, they're putting out just excellent wrestling. And you've got these younger wrestling fans now that are growing up on not only watching this, but he, like you're saying, being able to see it on the Internet, being able to see it on pay-per-view. And, be, and the guys are just accessible. Um, so it's interesting. Again, I think it's an excellent point. Uh, 
it, it's it's a changing of the business. That the business is is definitely uh, turning in a different direction. And I do think you know I'm curious to see how it goes. I, I think there's there's a place for everybody, and I and I'd like to see uh, a mix. I mean, I've always been a fan of the bigger guys, you know, and uh, I I don't want to see guys like Cena and, and The Rock and and Triple H and and guys of that mold necessarily go by the board. But I would like to see a uh, a good solid mix of guys who wrestle the the strong man style with the guys who wrestle the quote independent kind of style and I think there's room for everybody which again is 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 a great time to be a fan that I, I really think we're looking at uh, the evolution of the business uh, very good point tonight Tony and, and thanks a lot for giving us a call all right guys thank you I'll talk to you soon bye bye take it easy brother so I think you know Dave. The interesting thing, and, and uh, you know, we did we, I have an outline for the show, and we, we hit a lot of the stuff we wanted to hit and uh, some of the stuff we didn't hit. But I, what's interesting is I think the crux of tonight's show was how the wrestling business, per se, is evolving. And coincidentally, uh, we're on the verge of a pretty big evolution with, with this show. I thought it was a great show tonight, Dave. I I did too. I mean, thank all the caller. I want to thank all the callers for you know not only not only just bring your voice and your opinions, but you know personally congratulate myself and my fiance um, on our engagement. And yeah, a lot of big change taking place in the business on our show personally. Um, and it's it's a good thing for the wrestling business. Tony made some great points, and I love how that you know um, he brings that independent wrestler, you know, independent wrestling fans perspective. Um, to our show when he calls. And I couldn't agree with him more that, you know, these guys can be accessible and still be on TV at the same time, whereas it's so hard to get to, 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 to WWE guys and WWE superstars. But, you know, that's the reason why they're in that spot and there are other guys where they are that, that, that Tony goes to shows and watches. So um, it, it's cool. And it brings a different dynamic to, uh, to, to wrestling and to a wrestling fan's perspective. Probably crapped out. Yes, yes, uh, no, he was. 